Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Sculpture Life podcast. I'm full of energy today and ready to bring it. You know, it's really interesting how I ended up creating this podcast in the first place because for years I had been afraid to use my own voice and not fully confident with it. I felt like I had a block in my throat and I just couldn't fully express my true authentic self. But interestingly enough, I always kind of had this feeling inside of me, in my heart, it was like this burning desire to share my experiences with others through the speaking realm. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because the next guest that we have coming on the show today is my incredible meditation teacher and Reiki master, Angela Robson. This lady has profoundly changed the course of my life since I met her three years ago. She has helped me to find my voice and to tap into the parts of me that I hadn't been able to access before. She cleared a lot of old debris in the areas that had to do with trusting my voice and really truly stepping into my own power. So I'm very honored to have her on the show today with us. Before we get started, as always, I want to introduce Angela, talk a little bit about her mission and philosophy. Angela is a Toronto-based Reiki master and teacher, meditation instructor, and registered yoga teacher with a special focus on breathwork and a working knowledge of Ayurveda. She began studying meditation over 30 years ago as a teenager and was trained in advanced meditation. She went on to develop her unique style in Reiki, which fuses her ability to reach high states of consciousness within meditative states and channel that energy into her Reiki sessions. She runs a meditation and Reiki studio in Etobicoke called Fusion Life. Her mission is to explain in the simplest of terms and offer skill set and practice to people that is realistic for the everyday experience to take self-awareness off the yoga mat or meditation cushion and integrate it seamlessly into our lives. In today's episode, we're going to be talking all about breath work and its transformative nature, as well as the importance of implementing it into our daily routines and some practical steps on how to do it. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I am welcoming Angela Robson onto the Sculpture Life podcast. How are you? Hi, Stephanie. Thank you for that warm welcome. Thank you. It's so nice to have you on. I'm very excited to be here. How's your day been? Well, yeah, it's uh, a lot going on, you know, uh, with uh, the changes that we're all experiencing right now and the challenges. But with those challenges uh, come a lot of opportunities. Absolutely. And well, I'm excited because I think today's topic is going to resonate with a lot of people. And I think we're going to be able I mean, you will be able to share a lot of knowledge in this area that we, that I said, we're going to talk about all Mm -hmm. about breath work. And so let's dive into it. What is the importance of breath and how is it the foundation of cultivating a relationship of mind, body, and soul? Can you explain this to us in the, in some simple terms? Sure. And I mean, I think my approach is really from uh, trying to translate it to the Western audience, which really needs um, uh, different skill sets, different languaging around connecting to themselves 
And, uh, you know, traditionally some of the uh, Eastern language or philosophy, A is in a different language than English to begin with. So sometimes the translation gets lost. Um, sometimes they're speaking in really metaphoric language. Mm -hmm. And for a novice, it can be really um, challenging to kind of translate that into their everyday modern world and, and how that uh, pertains to uh, showing up for work and, you know, having a job and dealing with coworkers and travel and stresses and paying bills. Like that ancient knowledge is very important, but it needs to be translated in such a way that we can use it in our everyday modern lives. Mm -hmm. And um, so really some of the uh, traditions and skill sets I've modified and I've, you know, used my own creative hacks to break it down into really plain language and uh, take uh, the novice meditator practitioner really step by step in simplified terms. And, you know, to, to really outlay it for us, breath is the foundation of everything. Um, I like to say that breath is the master program, that breath is this sacred prescription for mm -hmm. the body, mind, and soul. Mm -hmm. And we all assume we know how to breathe, but for most of the people that I have met uh, during my teachings, uh, their breath is very shallow. It's uh, coming really from the upper lungs, like the upper chest. Uh, you know, when I ask them to count their in-breath, maybe some of them are have a count of four for an in-breath versus, you know, a long breath of, um, you know, maybe 10 or 12 seconds. And people are surviving on a four-second in-breath and out-breath throughout their day. It's hardly even enough oxygen to fuel the muscles and the body and oxygenate the blood. It's basically like survival breath. No, it's, it's <laughs> you know? true. I mean, and even when I came to see you, my breathing was not on point. Like it took right. some time to really get right. into that belly breathing state and, yes. and then transferring the breath down to the belly is a whole other Right. Right. And, and, and you know what, I've come across sort of um, languaging that sort of says, you know, okay, just sit down, find a quiet place, be still, empty your mind. Um, you know, for Westerners, that's just so challenging and complex. And, right. And, and like empty my mind, you know, the whole time you're thinking like, how long has it been? One minute? This is like hell. It seems like I can't last 15 minutes. I couldn't even last one minute, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's so challenging, uh, the languaging sometimes. And so I try to stay away th from things like empty your mind. Uh, we right. really need to speak clearly. So I start with really identifying breath, what to do with breath. Yes. And sometimes that count, we count it in just so that you're aware of how you're surviving on this little breath. Yes. Uh, and that makes sense because like you were saying, you're trying to stay away from those terms of like 
empty your mind, try not mm-hmm. to have thoughts, just let yes. your mind float. But it's re- unrealistic, right? And it so <laughs> when you were saying bringing your attention to your breath, when you bring the attention to your breath, that's when you're able, that's when you get into that kind of meditative exactly. state. So it that's a good way to explain it. it. That's right. Yeah. But even like when they, you know, I've heard meditations where they, they say this in breath, this out breath, but, and you know, there's a fair amount of struggling within that you're sitting there and you're saying, well, this in breath, but your mind is so active and you, you just don't understand what this in breath, this out breath means. So I tend to use a system where we're really tuning in. That's the word that I like to use. We're tuning in. And meditation for me, and there's so many different forms, but even just the beginning part of tuning in is about your intention to bring calmness and serenity, your intention to tune into breath, your focus on the breath, the path of breath, the length of breath, the effects of the breath that you're experiencing in mm-hmm. that now as it is influencing your body right so as you're tuning in and you're following this breath you will begin to notice the body follows the body begins to relax it's so true and the mind might have been producing like a thought a second you know then first it's like a thought every 5 seconds mm-hmm. and then the space in between gets longer and the the narrative gets softer so it's not just like this unconscious autopilot yapping away at you you're actually tuning in to say my god i talk a lot like (laughs) my god i have so many damn thoughts in my head exactly exactly so that's like the first thoughts it's like oh my god i have too many thoughts you know well yeah i know for me when i was doing i was like okay Honestly, the chatter right. needs to, we need to simmer down here big right. time. Because not all thoughts are good or useful. No. You know, most yeah. of them are just repetitive nonsense, right? Exactly. And totally. And so I like the way that you explain that. I think that's very, um, in simplified terms, like basically the, the breath work is the, the foundation of even getting into, before you can even get into meditation, you need to understand right. the breath. Yes. And then that's ultimately, you can build right. on that and then develop the meditation skills. And, you know, one of the ways I explain the importance of breath is that, you know, if the mind and the ego likes to believe that it's in charge of everything, it's in charge of our breath, our inhale, our exhale, our movement, like every thought, it just believes that it runs the show. But if that was true, the the mind and the ego would be responsible for taking that breath, which happens in a millisecond, and distributing it over, you know, Mm -hmm. countless body systems. It would have to, in that millisecond, your mind would have to tell it actively, go to blood, stabilize blood, oxygenate the muscles, you know, balance nervous system, balance hormone, just in a single breath. I know that the mind is not doing that. So I understand that breath is the master program. Breath knows when to come in. It knows what its purpose is and when to leave. 
And it does that because it has its own master program. In, oh, its and own through breath, yes, exactly. And through that breath, the body is put in a state of serenity and the mind is put in a state of serenity. That and is so, so that's well put. the yeah, that's the foundation of breath, right? I love the I love the way you explain that. That's really really like um simplified for people to really grasp yeah. that like the ego is not the ego and the mind cannot be in charge of no the breath it's exactly. just not possible it's not possible it's really we'd, not we'd spend our whole days trying to manage the breath and keep the body running so clearly mind isn't in charge of that yeah. breath is the master program that has that interaction with body mind and soul Absolutely. And, you know, right now, a lot of people with, with COVID and everything that's happened and happening, a lot of people are experiencing, you know, anxiety, nervous systems out of whack, feeling ungrounded. Right. Now, how can breath, breath work help them to feel more centered and grounded? Like, right. So, you know, from my philosophy, what I've seen with working with a lot of clients with anxiety over the years um, that anxiety, part of the mechanism is um, that they are leaving the what is and sending their energy into the what if. What if this happened? What if this happened? And this is in a future timing. Mm-hmm. So they're racing ahead. They're becoming anxious about the things that are not known. And it takes them immediately out of present moment. And when you kind of flip that switch, that leaving the present moment, instead of calculating what's in front of you and your response, which might be, I'm here, I'm having a conversation with Stephanie, there's something required of me, I'm responding, to calculating all the potentials that could arrive from our interaction. I'm suddenly calculating you know, a hundred possibilities that may or may never happen. No wonder I'm full of anxiety. If you just stay in your present moment, you have one thing to answer to, and you can respond to that based on the information that is coming towards you. But it's like um, habit energy, you know, pushing us. We're running this habit energy, especially with anxiety. So once it starts, it's like a path, you know, you've walked in the snow and it's just there. You just, it's the path, you know, the brain knows it. And those neural pathways just walk that path, walk that path. Yeah. It can be retrained. We can create a new pathway. It's like an energetic signature kind of like it's the body just, it just knows to go back to that. Exactly. It's it's just habitual repetition. Exactly. Yeah. And so we can train, and again, through simple breath work, how to become present, how to tune in to this present moment. What's the information I'm getting from within my body? Uh, is it communicating uncertainty or nervousness? Breathing into that. And there is specific uh, exercises through the lineage of yoga and uh, that will address uh, anxiousness, nervousness, uh, and can reset just through breath, 
um, the nervous system, the blood pressure, the anxious thoughts. And that's part of how I work with anxious people to retrain the nervous system from firing the cortisol. So mm -hmm. I'm training them in the pause. Mm, that's really, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And so like we're saying, so there's a specific, there's, is there like a specific practice or sure, kind of yeah. regime, mm -hmm. not regime, yeah. but little no, practice there is, they there's, can do? There's little practices for sure. Um, that's not too the, overwhelming. No, no. This is a very basic one from the yoga tradition the the breath work in yoga tradition and Kundalini yoga is called pranayama. Mm -hmm. And that prana is basically life force energy. Going back to the breath, we have a breath, which is composed of oxygen and nitrogen and all these different gases that supply our body. But riding on that breath, is this prana it's this energy this life force energy the same thing the same energy that exists in nature in all of its forms in all living things that energy is married to that oxygen breath and so we can isolate those breaths and mm -hmm. we can quiet the body so that it really needs to survive on very little oxygen and we basically bring that life force energy to the forefront and mm -hmm. we begin to work with the energy and that energy can transform anxiety and reset as part of the master programming it can reset our physical body our mental health and our uh, emotional health too so i can lead you in a little exercise here if you sure. like Sure, i'd love that yeah, listener, so, guys, get ready. Mm -hmm. This is going to be good. Yes. Sure. If uh, you're seated, make sure that your feet are on the floor. And uh, we will close our eyes. We'll take our left hand. We'll put it in the center of our chest. And we will just tune in to the space between our palm of our hand, touching the center of our chest will become mindful of that interaction. And we will begin to inhale slowly, calmly for a count of seven seconds. We will pause the breath at the chest and lungs for seven seconds. We'll exhale for seven seconds and apply another pause for seven seconds. It could be helpful to use um, the box image. So it's a squared breath, seven second inhale, seven second pause, seven second exhale, seven second pause. When I say pause, I don't mean holding the breath, creating tension in shoulders or face. I just mean a cessation of breath, just a gentle pause. And in that pause, we are increasing that prana energy. So let's begin tuning in to the hand resting on the chest. So the mind's awareness is there, that connection is made, and a slow, gentle in-breath. Begin.
Okay, so this is a practice that really uh, tunes you into any kind of nervous anxiety that is bubbling up from chest. We usually experience anxiety as really like from the center of our chest bubbling up to our throat. And that's really energy. It has an energy signature too. And this placement of the hand is really commanding all that energy to return to its source. Calm heart, this is called. And we're anchoring the energy masterfully back to heart to calm the reaction. And this is something that you could do anywhere. You could do it, you know, pull your car over to the side of the road. You could do it at work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you had a moment, you could just excuse yourself. You can do that and bring yourself back into calmness. The key, of course, is to tune in and know when the first signaling of anxiety starts so that you address it. Yes. And you and you attend to yourself lovingly. Yeah, I I remember we did I did calm heart with you and I found it yeah. really helpful when I was experiencing yes. nervousness or high strung anxiety. It was yes. guys and very you, helpful. you could do it for three to five minutes, say? Yeah, yeah it's not with even eyes long. closed. No. It's so, very effective. It's yeah. it's very effective for really kind of an intervention um, of anxiety. Absolutely. And, and so you said it's like eight breaths in? Seven. Seven, seven breaths in? Seven, seven breaths. second pause with the breath held at the lungs or the chest. And seven seconds exhale and another seven second pause. It's perfect. And in the Eastern philosophy, that pause when the body is empty of breath is a state of egolessness. Hmm. And so all of this helps with tuning in to true nature and the study of meditation. Guys, I think, I think you guys need to practice this maybe once a week, every other day. Sure. Or when needed. Absolutely. When needed. When, when, needed. when, yeah. when you need when, it. When you need it. It's one of the most accessible things that you can do to tend to your body and you know the the key here is to being able to tune in because most of us are so quickly moving through in the west this is this is understood in the yoga tradition and in ayurveda that the west is traveling way too fast energetically if you've ever, you know, visited any other countries that uh, the energy and the environment runs much slower, you'll understand that they'll, they'll get to it when they get to it, you know, and sometimes mm -hmm. culturally they have all these sayings, you know, like, oh, tomorrow or God willing. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Because they're like, hey, you know, we're like much more relaxed. We're on a <laughs> different time that. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the West is like. Uh, obsessed with these to-do lists and checklists and checking things off and it's go, 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 go. No wonder anxiety. Anxiety is running too fast energy. Even right? making sure you get the calm heart meditation in, in that day probably causes <laughs> <Exactly>. anxiety. <laughs> Got to do my exactly. calm heart meditation. <laughs> exactly. Got to do it. 
like checklists, right? Exactly. That's how we are in this Western yeah. culture. Yes. So, yes. And, and how, that. yeah, how to build this better machine, you know, how to do better, right? It's uh, so, and really, actually, COVID has um, given uh, the West um, an opportunity to examine relationship, examine quality of life, uh, what your rituals are, why you're working. Um, yes. You know, are you working to just like simply live? You know, are you living to work? Is that all you have? Everything needed to be reorganized and uh, prioritized differently. And really this four months has been like major tuning in. If we want to talk about tuning in, oh, now, yeah. I'm going to isolate this to Canada, of course, like our yes. experience in Canada has, I, I feel from what I've uh, been sharing with other people, um, they have understood that there, this is a tuning in to, to what they're creating in their lives and how they're creating it. Absolutely. I had a conversation with a, few friends of mine the other day and we were talking just you know she was saying almost that because she was running running on empty constantly working working yes. working six days a yes. week like not even aware of being burnt out and she said yeah. covid in a way had been a bit of a blessing in disguise yeah. in the sense that she had that time to reflect that she doesn't need to be working right. these crazy hours and actually right. spending time you know doing your hobbies and things that you enjoy is actually part of life. Like that's what makes right. life great. And if you think about Eastern countries, a lot of Eastern countries have um, very developed traditions connecting with spirituality mm -hmm. and they have modernized their society while keeping those roots alive. But in the West, we're a very, very young civilization, a little culture and country. You know, Canada is so very young as a country and culture. And a lot, of, a lot of our blessings are coming from other cultures who are arriving to Canada and bringing with them their lineage and their teachings and their wisdom. And what a wonderful opportunity for us as Canadians to you know, heal ourselves and create within those models. Absolutely. Honestly, thank you so much for coming on to the show t today, Angela. She is a wealth of knowledge in this field. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys can start implementing some of these things and begin a daily breathwork practice or weekly because it's truly transformational. Also, if you're looking for one-on-one -on -one support with meditation, breathwork practice, or Reiki, you can find Angela at www.fusionlife.com or on Instagram at Fusion Life Toronto to book with her. Until next time. Thank you so much.